yo, yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Knowledge with Homage. I'm your host, David Castle, aka Homage the Lion Killer. Today is the 23rd of June, 2021. Thanks for tuning in. How are you doing? I hope you're all doing well out there and staying sane through these very insane times that we're living through. But you still got to make the most of it. Are you enjoying your summer? I am. I didn't, I'm not doing as much camping as I did last year, but I plan on going soon and doing all that. Hopefully do a couple trips this year, but trying to be a little more productive this summer than I was last summer. Going to drop another album and do all that. So looking forward to that. Um, I do think that getting out into nature is one of the best things you could do for yourself. It's one of my favorite things to do. Although I like a good city as well because I skateboard. Love skating in the big city. It's a lot of fun. But going out into nature would be like my favorite thing in the world. And I live in uh, one of the most beautiful areas, I think. Then again, I haven't been all over the world, so what do I know? But I know I like the mountains near my house. I live by the Sierra Nevadas. And it's just a it's a beautiful area to to uh, to go into. So... I encourage people to go out into the forest, to go camping, to go get together with your family and friends and just get away from it all. Get away from the news, get away from your phone, get away from the, just the city and kind of get grounded because it's important to do that from time to time and realize that there's a lot more going on than, than what we're shown through these screens that are always screaming at us and uh, demanding our attention. So it's cool to go out into the desert or into the forest or wherever you can go, even if it's just a park or something, to just get away from it for a little bit and uh, hang out amongst the plants and whatnot. Because it puts things into perspective. It makes you realize that uh, not everything is so fast-paced and and there's other things going on and maybe these issues that they, they make make seem like... They make it seem like there's all this these crazy issues going on that affect you. And then once you get away, you realize that, man, I just, all you got to do is ignore it at times, which is important to do because you can't change everything. But if you don't have friends to go out and go camping with or to go on a hike with, then just go alone. There's nothing wrong with doing things alone. I've never been a fan of that mentality where people think that they always have to have somebody accompanying them in order to do something that's a weak mentality to have. Just go do things by yourself. You'll meet people if you really want to. And if not, you can still have a good time by yourself. Nothing wrong with doing a solo mission. In fact, some a lot of times I prefer to do it that way. Uh, I was thinking today about a byproduct of the society that we live in and just the times that we're living in, which would be these unrealistic expectations that we have about life and about just a bunch of different things in general. For example, like about, well, first of all, how do we get these unrealistic expectations? If we were just going off of our experience and the actual things that we go through in life, we would probably have a pretty firm grasp on reality and we wouldn't have these outlandish expectations, but through movies and through television shows and magazines and social media and advertising and marketing 
and music and, and all of these different things that are constantly fed to us in so many different ways, it, it gives us these expectations of what life should be. And there's expectations that we have for what beauty is, uh, what love is, what success is, happiness, spirituality, society, politics, what the future is going to be like, what the past was like, and what things are like right now. And we, I think our our perception of what's going on and what these things really are is so skewed. For example, let's take beauty. If you look on social media, you'll see the pop, the most popular people on social media are good-looking people. And that's because, I mean, it's pretty obvious people like looking at good-looking people. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's just the way the world is. It's always been like that. Good people are, or good-looking people are just attractive. They're pleasing to the eye. They're very symmetrical and fit. And they're fun to look at. But the the level of beauty now that we are expected to aspire to women in particular and especially younger women it's just so unrealistic like nobody really looks that good in person and you know you don't see the shit behind the scenes like how much time they spend in the gym how strict their diet is in order to keep their body looking like that uh, the treatments that they get for their skin, the makeup, the Botox, the implants, the lotions, the creams, all of this stuff. It, it all contributes to to this image that they put out on social media, which a regular person is just never going to achieve that. There's some people who are naturally beautiful, of course, but to be like fucking 10 million follower Instagram model beautiful it takes a lot. Not many people are that naturally beautiful. And if they are, they're probably lacking in some other department. They're probably stupid as fuck or they're assholes. There's always something, you know. Nobody is perfect in every single way. Maybe there's one or two people. I mean, me. I mean, there's me. No, nah, I'm just fucking with you. But it's just we have this idea that we can have it all and that uh, – uh, Especially women and, and girls, younger girls, teenage girls, girls in their early 20s or 30s, they think that they got to be keeping up with these bitches on here. They're just, and it's just never going to happen. And there's another thing too that can go more for the men, which would be like fitness and stuff. And, and, uh, you know, everybody has this, this part of themselves which they don't like and which they think they can improve on. Maybe it's your weight or the way your body looks or, I don't know, your facial hair or whatever. There's a million different things. Acne. There's a lot of imperfections that we have. Uh, And social media creates this unrealistic expectation. Then again, on the other hand, it also celebrates people who are extremely unhealthy and tries to normalize that and then attack the people who are like super skinny and fit and then they promote like really fat, ugly people and say that that's beautiful. And then they they rearrange these norms of what beauty is. So it's a very strange time that we're living in where everything can just be flipped upside down. And it's all given from the top down, these, these, um, these fashions and, and these modes of thinking. It, it all comes from the top down and it's part of the agenda as well. And then you got like fashion. You got a bunch of people who are walking around. They're just 
we're these days we're just walking billboards. It's hard to find clothes that don't have some gigantic logo on them and you're just repping this company's shit. Then you don't know anybody that works for these company. It doesn't benefit you at all. But this is just the clothes that we wear. And it didn't used to be like that a hundred years ago. But that's the normal thing now. And uh, I think that was an advertising ploy by the people who make the clothes. Pretty smart idea. And, but especially in hip-hop, you see this where everybody wants to be rocking the Gucci, Fendi, you know, the name brand Italian shit. And it's a status symbol. It's something for the... It's it's snob appeal is what it's called. People see you rocking this expensive stuff or driving a nice car, and they think it reflects on your personality, and you're just a better person than than these other people. But of course, we know that that's not true, and this it's the same thing with cars. A lot of people are going broke because of their car bill. They're paying like eight hundred dollars a month with a twenty percent APR for. 84 months for a car that's like cost them $15,000 originally, but now it's going to cost them like $50,000 because their credit is terrible because they're keeping up with the Joneses, spending all this money on their credit cards, making their credit go to shit because they're trying to rock this designer shit that they can't really afford. So it's all an attempt to be like the people that we see on TV or social media or whatever. And I just don't, I don't think, uh, I don't know. I don't really dig it. I don't think it's a cool thing. It's nice to have nice things. Don't get me wrong. And I will never hate on anyone for being successful. But I think it's an unrealistic expectation and thing that we strive for. And another thing, in addition to beauty, would be our idea of what love is and what marriage should be. Now, I'm not married myself. Never have been. But I see what's going on around us, which is these crazy expectations that we have for the person we're going to marry someday. Like they have to be this tall and they have to have this color eyes and and this color hair and they have to have this profession and be this religion, but probably not anymore. We don't worry about that anymore. Um, But there's just all these things. And then, and then you have to be infatuated with them all the time. They have to be rich. They have to be, you know, taking you to, these fancy restaurants or whatever, what what have you. Uh, there's all these ideas of what the perfect marriage partner should be and everyone tells you you should never settle and wait to get the perfect one, which, which is true to some extent. But back in the day, it didn't used to be like that. It was more like the utility of it. it you were expected to get married and settle down. This person was your life partner. You have kids and you raise them together, and you support each other, and that's just the way it was. But then they introduced this idea of romanticism uh, with all of the, you know these poems and these romantic books where women are supposed to be swept off their feet by this handsome knight in shining armor who is perfect in every way, and she's perfect in every way too. And it just it created this idea where... It's these situations that will never happen in real life, and it'll cause you to not be satisfied with what you actually got going on, which is a bunch of people who are imperfect. And you have to learn to live with this person and accept their flaws and the things that aren't very good about them. 
and people can be annoying. They can be, I don't know, they can smell. I don't fucking know. There's all these things that suck about humans. That's just the way we are. And even the most perfect looking person on social media who portrays this facade of having it all and being the most divine specimen to grace the face of the earth, they have imperfections too. And it's like the old saying goes, the for the hottest bitch in the world, there's a guy who's tired of fucking her. And it's just, it's so true. And that goes for men as well. I think it was put more eloquently at first, but... It's true, everyone's got imperfections and we can't be looking for this perfect thing all the time. And what that's going to do is cause a lot of people to never settle down, to never have children, and then to get old and be lonely. Because the cool part about having kids is they stick with you. As long as you're not a complete asshole to your children, they're going to stand by you until you die. Uh, But a lot of people will never do that now because they have this crazy expectation for what their partner is going to be like. And it doesn't help that everyone is so brainwashed and concerned with the material part of life. Uh, I don't think it'll help us out in the long run. And this is part of attacking the family unit and and trying to dissolve that uh, as a way of taking apart the the one last defense to a totalitarian government which would be a strong family unit and they don't want that the people who are who are you know pulling the strings behind the scenes and trying to fuck up the world and make it so everything they own everything and and all that bullshit the new world order illuminati fucking shit and in addition to our ideas of beauty and love and all of this we have this idea about what success is supposed to be and in our society, the most the people who we deem to be the most successful are people with a lot of money because with money comes power and respect. And so everyone is is chasing the dollar. And we're taught to believe that the person uh, who is dressed nicely and, and who has a nice car and a nice home, uh, this person is successful. But we don't see what's going on behind the scenes. Maybe they're incredibly unhappy. Maybe maybe they don't even like their wife or maybe they're cheating on them or maybe they're very dishonest and they, and they have all of these vices. So there's a lot of things that contribute to success other than just money. But that's all we're taught to worship is just money. Money, 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 money. Fucking that's all that matters. Uh, it's a very hollow idea of what success is. And we think that having a lot of money will bring happiness and but what even is happiness and are we really supposed to be happy all the time how is that even possible unless you're just on these crazy drugs all the time and even the drugs wear off after a while eventually they don't they don't even work you build up a tolerance to them and doesn't matter how high you are it's still not as cool as the first time you got high that's how drugs work so what what are you supposed to be in order to be happy are you supposed to be laughing all the time are you supposed to be like getting your dick sucked all the time like what how can this possibly be where people are just happy all the time and how would you even know what happiness was unless you experience sadness from time to time like there's no high without a low and that's just the way life is and to expect to be happy all the time is another unrealistic expectation but it's one that is constantly beaten into our heads and 
and fed to us through social media, through advertising, and advertise advertisements play on this uh this this concept especially where as if you get this new facial cream or this new car or this uh if you drink this beer or if you do whatever any number of things whatever they have commercials for they they're trying to make it seem like as long as you get this item and if you fill that void in your life with this material object you'll be happy until the moment you're not happy and until they come out with a newer better version of this thing that they just sold you and then and then you need that one cuz that's the newer doper one and now you're unhappy with the shit you have already and now you need the better one <laughs> you know and that'll make you happy so it's this pursuit of happiness which you will never achieve and i think that's why they wrote that in uh what was it the bill of rights where it said uh life liberty and the pursuit of happiness because it's can you ever really achieve true happiness it's an unrealistic expectation shit's fucked up man the world is not a happy place uh <laughs> just kidding sure it is it's it's not bad but i think happiness is more about who you spend your time with uh, it's about the immaterial things in life, you know, your friends, your family, the relationships you build, and the things you pursue in life, the things you accomplish, uh, the the works you create, and and all of that kind of stuff. There's a lot more that goes into it than just the material stuff in life that they're trying uh, to blame it on. And, you know, it, sadness is a part of life, too, and going through the tough things that we go through it's inevitable and and you got to take the good with the bad. You got to roll with the punches. And I got a song here that I want to play that kind of goes along that theme. It's one of my favorite songs. When it came out, I was listening to it all the time. And I still got to give it a spin every now and then. It's Ari the Rugged Man featuring Iman. It's called Still Get Through the Day. There have been times that I thought I wouldn't last for long this one just gets me in the heart man alright Tola you, you bringing them you bringing something out of me here Tola you know the times get tough I know kids everything's gonna be okay yo yo Little ones, listen, learn from me See, you could be the best But sitting in your room depressed And you'll never progress My sister Didi was born mentally retarded She was a beautiful woman at 26 But now she's dearly departed This May 10th, she suffered from a heart attack The depletion of oxygen in the head Left her in a coma, brain dead Her internal organs was failing Her body no longer releasing excretions My parents wouldn't pull the plug Cause she was still breathing Black, white, let's unite us Never divide us, ex-clan Professor X died from spinal meningitis So men of life isn't right Suffering, struggling, slumming A few years ago you were sucking your thumb And now you busting your gun and dumbing An innocent man is done and enough And you're bluffing, you're thugging Enough of the ruckus running The roughest is coming It's a miracle just being born Learn to enjoy life, it ain't that long Sing the words to my song Come on. Wake up, don't cry So sad
Life's full of tragedies. We see our friends die, some get murdered, some die by disease. Got your finger on the trigger, don't do it. Contemplating suicide, just put the gun down. We all been through it. An infant in this crib sprayed by stray bullets and dies. He was a future genius, he would've won the Pulitzer Prize. A racist cop shot an innocent black. An eight-year-old prostitute hoe and getting mommy money for crack. A little boy molested by his stepfather, hopeless. The little boy grew up, now he molesting his own kids. The government watching you from a satellite like you ain't had it right. Your best friend snitching on you, that's animal-like. It's horrible watching your loved ones die and having to bury them. This year my cousin was found dead, she overdosed shooting heroin. My family dying from sickening disorders. We found my brother Max, he was blue and purple and he was stiff with rigor mortis. My father got spots on his lungs, they think it's cancer. I'm praying every night, even if God don't ever answer. We could do it together. Women hold your mans, men hold your women. Everybody let's hold hands and sing. Wake up, don't cry So sad inside I still get through the day I'm gonna make it anyway Wanna give up, feel like hiding Yeah, I get down but keep fighting I still get through the day I'm gonna make it That's a good song, man. That's a beautiful song. Ari the Rugged Man. Incredible, incredible dude. Incredible songwriter. Uh, so what were we talking about? Unrealistic expectations. There's a lot of those in life. It's going on, man. For every aspect of life, we got this crazy fucking idea of what it should be. And usually it's the complete opposite of that. Or just nowhere close to it in general. So we talked about what love was like and... How we'll never be as beautiful as they tell us to be and or never as successful and never as happy. And it's, it sounds depressing, but it's just the way it is, man. Shit is not that. It's not that way. It's not the way they show it on TV and social media is not a good indicator of what the real world is really like. And Another thing that's that's a little different that we have an unrealistic expectation about is what our spirituality should be like and uh, what religion was is supposed to be and what God's supposed to be. And I, I'm not going to act like I understand God or, or know what the hell is going on with that um, because supposedly God... You know, God is supposed to know everything all the time, future, present, past all at once and be all loving and all embracing and he's just supposed to be love personified and uh, all these incredible things that are almost impossible to fathom as a mere human uh but but we associate god and religion and spirituality these days with a lot of negative things like a person who is religious is almost thought to be stupid and ignorant now because now the new religion is all about science, and science is supposed to have solved every problem that humanity has ever been faced with, and the new priesthood 
instead of being actual priests and um, preachers and whatnot, is now just scientists and doctors and shit. And they're supposed to have the answer to everything. And they're just the the all-knowing. They're like God now. Dr. Fauci is God. And, and it's just these ridiculous notions that we have um, where we've thrown religion out the window and all these thousands of years that people have spent trying to understand the spiritual nature of life and what's going on with that and all of these books that have been written and all of these metaphors and allegories and symbolic representations of what it means to be a spiritual being experiencing this reality, all that shit's out the window and now it's just science. And people don't even understand what science is. That's what makes it so ironic. But it's it's this um this notion that there's this group of people who possess this secret knowledge that is working in your best interest to save you from the boogeyman, which is like life itself. And uh and it's actually it's funny because science is supposed to be at odds with God. But only the shallow interpretation of science. People who really like understand science and realize how fucking crazy it is, like the nature of the universe. Ultimately, a lot of these people are led back to some sort of godly idea, some idea of a a higher power or, or some sort of divine architecture to the universe. Uh, but the people who have this 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 very shallow understanding of science, which is most people, because that's that's how we're taught to understand it. We give we're, we're taught very little and, and just a little bit of this and that that gives us a vague understanding of it. Um, we're we're meant to believe that science is going to solve every problem, and it's strange because what people say, religion, the void that religion fills in people's uh, lives, which is to like um. It's to be an antidote to death. It's supposed to like give us this life after death. And they say that the whole reason that people are religious is because they're afraid of dying. And in religion, it gives you a life after death. As long as you follow the rules and stuff. Because if you don't, you're going to burn for eternity, they say. <laughs> so who the fuck knows? Um, and... Science is supposed to be at odds with religion, but they they also have similar goals, like to live forever. That's the whole transhumanism movement. And it's just strange how these paths begin to collide after a while and how these two institutions that are supposed to be different from one another and polar opposites are actually incredibly similar. So... Uh, we have un- ex- unrealistic expectations of what spirituality and religion is supposed to be and what God is and what science is supposed to be too. And I categorize science under religion for the reasons that I just explained. Now, moving on from that, which is a, that's a gigantic topic that people who are much more intelligent and spiritual than me could explain probably a lot better. But that's my, you know, little, my two cents on it. Um, we also have this idea of what society should be like. And this actually plays into religion too because our society, Western society, was one that was built off of Christianity and the rules and the morals that went along with that. But now with that shit going out the window, by design, by the same the same Illuminati type of group that's destroying the family unit and creating this new world order 
uh, government where they control everything and and get rid of the undesirables and replace us all with robots. Uh, They're the same people that did away with religion and stuff. And now we're creating this new society, this global society. And the idea is supposedly, I guess, where there's there's just no war, there's no religion, there's no there's no morals, there's no rules, and there's just I don't even fucking know what the idea is that people have. But and this coincides with politics as well, um, because the political system of a country affects the society a lot too. But if you have a a bunch of people with no sort of moral guidance, which religion once provided us then what type of society is that going to create? And what type of political system? We've seen in the past, the political systems that have been created with this ideology have been incredibly destructive, such as the Soviet system, where people who were religious were just fucking killed and and thrown in prison because they viewed religion as a... as in opposition to the government, which in the government was supposed to be God. And it's the same thing happening right now in modern times in North Korea, where you can't question the leader. The supreme leader is all there ever is, and he is God. And um, it was the same shit they did like back in Egyptian times, where the pharaoh was supposed to be like fucking homies with Ra and Amun-Ra or whatever the fuck they were doing back then. And uh, it's it's this brainwashing tactic that they use, and it seems like right now with the destruction of religion. Not saying religion was ever perfect, and I'm I'm not even a religious guy, but I could see the functionality of it in creating a society that was based on something that has some rules and shit. <laughs> and um, our political system reflected that, but now with that going out the window, it paves the way for the introduction of a new political system where science is God. And this is the control system that's being implemented now. It's a scientific dictatorship, and it's like a communist type of system where it's uh, ruled by the experts. There's this hierarchy of people who know much better than you, so you have no opinion or say in anything that happens and just leave it to the experts. And we're seeing a lot of that with COVID right now. And for example, with the vaccine, like everyone is supposed to get the vaccine. And because why? Because the fucking experts said so, motherfucker, shut the fuck up. <laughs> that's that's pretty much the excuse we're given. Uh, it's that you're not allowed to have opinions for yourself. Just listen to the experts. And, and imagine... In a hundred years from now, when all religion and all family unit type things are eradicated and there's no resistance to the experts and their army of goons who they'll send to come after you, then what's the world going to look like? It's it's not going to be very, I don't consider that to be very cool. Like there will be no freedom left. And what even is our concept of freedom? I think we have an unrealistic expectation an unrealistic definition of what freedom is as well. Because just look at what happened in this past year with COVID. Like people, people once fucking would die for their freedom and like literally sacrifice their life, go halfway around the world and fight some, do some crazy fucking shit to, um, you know, cause some guy tried to tax their tea. 
you know, like, but nowadays they can, in one foul swoop, take away all our freedoms, make us wear a muzzle, and shut down the economy, make everyone lose their jobs, and and cause hyperinflation, and just do all these crazy things that affect us in so many different ways, and we just lay down and take it. We're just getting fucking raped in the ass, and nobody cares about it. So, I don't even think anyone has a conception of what freedom is. And it's sad because there's so many people who've like spent a lot of time thinking about this subject and this notion of what it means to be a free human being and what it means to to like live this life, this one very special experience that we're given as humans and uh how we can live it in our best way. And that was what the existential philosophers thought about, like all the time. People like Ralph Waldo Emerson and Henry David Thoreau, and they examined this this concept very closely, and like they figured it out pretty fucking good. And uh, you could read *Civil Disobedience* by Henry David Thoreau. It's like a fascinating book that explains why the government should fuck off, basically, and just we should just be left to live our lives. And um. That shit is just, like, non-existent anymore. We're just taught to obediently go along with whatever the experts say. And we, we're we told that someday in the future, it's all going to be okay. And we're going to live in this utopia where everything is all right. And and there's no injustice. And there's no nobody's fighting. And, like... I I don't even know, dude. There's a thousand genders and everyone's gay. Or I don't fucking know. It's some weird shit. <laughs> this weird society that they plan on bringing in that involves the destruction of everything traditional. And I just, I don't know. It's fucking weird, man. It's an unrealistic expectation for what we think the future is going to be like. Like, what could it possibly be like? And especially when we're trying these same things that have been tried in history before us, things like socialism, things like communism, and even if it doesn't have these names, if it involves the same tenets and the same principles, then it's probably going to lead to the same outcome. And you could look at what happened in the Soviet Union. You could read the book Gulag Archipelago by Alexander Solzhenitsyn, and you could see just how terrible these these systems were and how brutal and just fucking disgusting this shit was. You could read about the Khmer Rouge in Cambodia. You could watch the movie The Killing Fields and learn about that. And 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 you could just see how how fucked up the government is. And it's and I don't mean to point all the fingers at communism because capitalism has been just as bad. I wouldn't say it's been quite as bad as communism or fascism, but it's pretty fucking bad nonetheless. I mean, what America was doing in Vietnam paved the way for the Khmer Rouge to come and take over Cambodia and then to kill 7 million people, you know? And uh, it's it's weird that during World War II, uh, we look back in history and we look at people like Adolf Hitler in World War II, and he gets all the blame for everything bad that happened in World War II, which, yeah, the dude was a fucking dick, killed a lot of people, was racist as fuck, 
But at the same time, you had the Soviet Union, you had Stalin, who killed like 30 million people. Like, like fucking five times as many people as Hitler. And yet that was cool. He was our ally. And um, it's just, it doesn't make sense. Basically, what I'm trying to get at here is that the government, or this idea of government, and there being this psychopathic ruling class who who we just blindly obey... That is the cause of of a lot of human suffering, you know, and it's if we have this unrealistic expectation about what the government is supposed to do because we don't look around at what they're actually doing because we're so caught up in this brainwashing mind control system that they have specifically designed for us. And um, it's very, very rare that anybody ever breaks out of this system. And I'll talk about that in a little bit. But before that, I'm going to play another song. This one's by Brother Ali. Uh, He's cool. He's a cool dude. If you're not familiar, well, you're about to be. Brother Ali, Forrest Whitaker. And yo, whatever comes up, comes out. We don't put our hands over our mouth And whatever comes up, comes out We don't put our hands over our mouth Whatever comes up, comes out Please, Mr. Baseman, let me play it on me Hey yo, depending on the day, and depending on what I ate, I'm anywhere from 20 to 35 pounds overweight. I got red eyes, and one of them's lazy, and they both squint when the sun shines, so I look crazy. I'm albino, man, I know I'm pink and pale, and I'm hairy as hell everywhere but fingernails. I shave a cranium that ain't quite shaped right, face type shiny, I stay up and write late nights. My wardrobe is jeans and faded shirts, a mixture of what I like and what I wear to work. I'm not mean and got a neck full of razor bumps, I'm not the classic profile of what the ladies want. You might think I'm depressed as can be, but when I look in the mirror I see sexy ass me. And if that's something you can't respect then that's peace. My life's better without you actually, to everyone out there who's a little different. I say, damn, a magazine, these is God's fingerprints. You can call me ugly, but can't take nothing from me. I am what I am, doctor, you ain't gotta love me. If you would please turn in your Bible to beauty tips according to Forrest Whitaker in the third chapter of the third line. Brother Riley, would you please read to the choir for me, son? I'ma be alright, you ain't gotta be my friend and I you ain't gotta love me. And I'ma be okay, you would probably pour me anyway. You ain't gotta love me. And I'ma be alright, you ain't gotta be my friend and I you ain't gotta love me. And I'ma be okay, you would probably pour me anyway. You ain't gotta love me. And I'ma be alright. You ain't gotta be my friend and I You ain't gotta love me And I'ma be okay You would probably bore me anyway You ain't gotta love me
you saying? You must be crazy. He good. You must be crazy. He good. You guys know what movie that's from? I believe that's from Coming to America, isn't it? Anyways, I don't I have out here sample snitching. I, I'm gonna delete that. Uh, Brother Ali, man, I love that song. That's a great song. I saw him in concert once. He was cool, man. Fucking cool dude. <laughs> Pushed the girl off the stage. She deserved it. Uh, so where was I talking about the ability to see through this system, which is such a rare thing, especially these days? When we're being attacked at all angles from our moment of birth, and um, we're just—they're really trying to get us to 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 fucking believe in this this fake system. And it's that's why it's important. Like that's why I do these talks like this. And I know I'm not reaching like a lot of people, but I think to the people who I do reach, who who are feeling this kind of stuff, and maybe you know, who I might be able to lend a little bit of knowledge to, I think it's a special thing, and I think it's, I think it's like a duty, like a, like a, almost like a spiritual duty, um, and even if there is no spiritual world, who knows, I, I just think it's the right thing to do, because knowledge is power, and if you're one of the few people who can see things, and like, like actually see through this system, then you're a special person. And if you're going to take it a step further and actually try to do something about it, then you are a very special person. That's incredibly rare. Because when you step out of line and you start to to actually speak up and speak your mind and show your individuality and show your discontent with this oppressive, fucked up system, you're going to be attacked. And it takes a strong, brave person uh, to to come out there and do that. But even to ask the questions, even if you're not going to like get out there and, and put yourself out there and be like a symbol of it or whatever you want to call it, um, even if you're asking questions and, and trying to understand for yourself, that's a special thing. That's very rare. And it's, it's incredible. I mean, it's absolutely incredible that you have been able to make it through and and make it to this point in your life without giving in and without like letting them get this fuck get that hold on you and get that hold on your brain and take away your individuality and and almost take away your soul in a sense so you know shout out to everybody who's who's um been able to do that to retain their autonomy in this world where Everyone wants you to join this group and join this group think and think this way and and like it's fucking mind control is what it is. So if you made it through the mind control, good for you because, you know, look at what happened to us in school. I look back on, on some of the things that I was told in school and it's just remarkable that uh, I was able to get out that shit with, uh, you know, get out of it with some semblance of a thinking mind because the whole goal of that was to just just to murder that part of your brain that involves critical thinking and analysis of the world around you. Because if everybody was capable of doing that, then the system would be exposed and it wouldn't work properly in the favor of the ruling elite who control us. So in addition to that, you got political correctness, which is another form of mind control. You have television where where 
that's like actual brainwashing and mind control on an electromagnetic level. And you can get into like harp and and that type of technology, ionosphere heaters, the the cell phone towers, your cell phone. That is, it's all broadcasting these waves that can that can get into your brain. I don't think it's. I don't think they've achieved total mind control yet. Maybe that's what the vaccine's for. But uh, you know, it's maybe they can do some shit. Flip a switch, spray some chemtrails. Fucking have us breathe it in, get in our system. Flip a switch, make everyone get all pissed. Pull some fucking Rwanda Hutu Tutsi shit. I don't know. Uh, but then you know, there's other types of more subtle types of mind control and 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 brainwashing, which is like conformity. Like the pressure to conform to the people around you and the pressure to dress like them and behave like them and talk like them and and uh, have similar hobbies and, and things like that. Um, you also have the media, you have the news, you have social media. And then you have just your parents before you with traditions and, and, and things like that because kids tend to grow up and be a lot like their parents. So there, there's many different angles that that we are being um influenced by to to make us behave and think in this way or that and to like be able to get away from that and somehow miraculously avoid all of the pitfalls and then and then to like seek knowledge out for yourself and luckily we live in this age where knowledge is right at your fingertips being censored at an incredibly incredible rate, obviously, unfortunately, but still, there's still a lot of information you can get, and and if you're able to do that, and then to to speak out and try to educate others while being constantly attacked, and, and you're able to brush that shit off and not let it get to you, then, man, you are probably one of the most special type of people in this world, and the world needs more people like that, so... You know, that's kind of, that's what I fucking strive to do. And I could be doing more. I'm not saying I'm doing everything that I'm capable of, but, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm working to, to get better on it because I really think that this is, uh, that this is a very, um, noble pursuit. It's an important fucking thing to do. Um, and it's a strange thing. I think, uh, when, people are younger, they have more of this drive and this ambition to expose things for what they are and to try to make things right. They have this revolutionary impulse inside of them because they actually believe that what they're doing works and that they they have an effect on things. But as you get older and you look around and you see that nothing is changing and things are just getting worse... Well, then you become discouraged and you just, you assimilate back into society. You give up, uh, but you can't give up. You know, you gotta, even if, but then again, isn't that the definition of insanity is to keep trying something over and over and over again when it's not working? <sighs> but you gotta realize that although the, you might not be having effects on a bazillion, on a billion people you might not have the reach of Justin Bieber or some shit, but to the people who it matters to and to who the people who are ready for it, which is not very many people, you could have an incredible effect. And that's a special thing. 
and um, I think it's worth doing. There's a saying from the Kabbalion, uh, supposedly it's these rules written by, down by Hermes Trismegistus, which is supposed to be like the father of Freemasonry or some shit, some occult shit. He says that the lips of wisdom are closed to all but the ears of understanding. And I think that's a very true statement. I think that knowledge will find its way to people who are ready for it. And and that's a reason why it's worth doing. There's a lot of shit that's not worth doing, but this is something that is worth doing. So that's what I think. And uh, everyone has a different way of going about it. And in one-on-one conversations with people, that could be it. But some people just ain't about it. And they never will be, and that's fine. Um, it is what it is. And you can't you can't change other people. All you can do is change yourself. But uh, one way to change other people that is is a good way to do it, it's the old Benjamin Franklin tactic, is to like trick them into doing it. You you trick them into believing that they came up with this idea for themselves, but in reality you are actually prodding them along and guiding them. Be, but their pride, people are so prideful that they hate to be told something by somebody else because then they would be admitting that you're smarter than them or that you know something that they don't. And that hurts your pride. And that's just the way people are. So um, to to be able to teach somebody in kind of this roundabout way where they believe that they are finding the information for themselves and and discovering it themselves, that's like the way to do it. And it's a, it's a strange thing, but that's just how the world is. Um, nobody likes being lectured. Nobody likes being told that this is the way thing it. This is the way shit is. This is what's real. You're wrong. I'm right. People hate that. And to have that approach will only gain you enemies. It's not going to get you any friends. So you got to work smarter, not harder. And I've made these types of mistakes for myself uh, through the years, and it took me a long time to come to that realization and uh, made a lot of enemies, <laughs> gotten a lot of arguments. And um, that's not the way to do it. You don't want to have the Alex Jones approach where you just fucking yell at people and freak out. Not saying that I did that, but it's like you could be a little less abrasive with things. Um, And yeah, so that's... <laughs> Says the guy who just fucking talks to himself for an hour. Uh, I got, I'm going to read a couple articles. I was going to talk about another thing, but it's like way too heavy. I don't feel like talking about it now. Um, Big news that just happened, which I probably should set at the top of the hour. John McAfee, the guy who invented the McAfee antivirus software. Dude's a fucking G. Made hella money off of Bitcoin and just bounced and didn't pay any taxes. And then he got locked up in Spain. He and um he's been in prison there for like a long time. And finally today he gets approved for extradition to the United States and then commits suicide in prison, they say. <laughs> kind of getting some Epstein vibes here. So, very strange that he does not seem like the type of person to commit suicide. He was a very strong individual, outspoken um, like, what's the word? Charismatic type of dude. So let's see. Let's see what the New York Post has to say about it. 
antivirus software pioneer John McAfee dead after prison suicide, uh, colon, report. So they're saying it's a report of suicide. Um, Antivirus software tycoon John McAfee died by an apparent suicide in a Spanish jail cell Wednesday evening, hours after reports surfaced that he'd be extradited to face federal charges in the U.S., according to local media. Now, keep in mind, he was just getting charged with, like, tax evasion. They don't, they don't kill you for that. They actually, they send you to, like, a nice prison for that. That's nice shit. It's not death row. Um, the eccentric tech entrepreneur was arrested in October and was awaiting extradition when he was found dead, police sources told the newspaper El País. The newspaper reported McAfee was pulled from his cell in Barcelona and police are investigating the circumstances around his death. Everything points to suicide, the newspaper reported, citing Justice Department officials in the country. A second Spanish newspaper, El Mundo, also reported McAfee had died by an apparent suicide in the jail. Earlier on Wednesday, the Spanish High Court had agreed to extradite McAfee, who has been charged with a number of federal financial crimes in two districts in the U.S., McAfee was hit with a 10-count indictment in the Western District of Tennessee in October for allegedly evading taxes on millions of dollars in income. He's also charged in a separate indictment in Manhattan Federal Court in March for a pump-and-dump scheme involving crypto that he was touting on social media. In that case, McAfee was an accomplice allegedly... Oh, in that case, McAfee and an accomplice allegedly bilked Bitcoin investors out of some $13 million in two schemes, including one where they bought up large qualities of altcoins, then inflated the price by publicizing it on Twitter. That shit happens every fucking day, man. Talk to the YouTubers about that shit. I'm not believing any of this. This is bullshit because I've been seeing this guy's tweets. I follow him on social media and he seemed like he was a strong dude very perseverant, very um, about like freedom and liberty. And that's probably why he didn't pay taxes. For one, obviously, the obvious reason you don't commit or uh, pay taxes is because, you know, you want to keep your money. But another one was just people do that on moral grounds. And that's what uh, Henry David Thoreau talked about in Civil Disobedience. Like, like, fuck these guys, man. Why are we giving them money to go blow up some fucking people in Iraq or some shit? Some people I have no quarrel with. So he was that type of dude, and I just find it uh, very suspicious how he was just found dead right before he's about to be taken back to the U.S. And keep in mind, if, you know, these types of prisons for this type of shit, tax evasion, usually pretty chill. They don't send you to Pelican Bay, you know. they they You don't have to join the Aryan Brotherhood at this point. It's a nonviolent crime. Chill. You get to fucking chill, man. It's like that scene in uh, Goodfellas where uh, everyone goes to jail and they're just cooking spaghetti and, you know, having a good old time. So, I don't know. I'm I'm very suspicious of it. Rest in peace, John McAfee. Or is it McAfee? I don't know. Um, This is interesting. In a landmark free speech decision... The Supreme Court of the United States rules that schools may not police social media posts made off campus. Um, I remember hearing a lot about this kids, kids in a younger generation. When I was in school, I 
social media wasn't that big. It wasn't like everyone was on it like it is today with, you know, TikTok and Instagram. And I guess younger kids don't really fuck with Facebook, but some of them do. Um, But they, you know, you get caught at a party drinking or whatever. It's on Snapchat and everyone sees it. And then and then you get suspended from school. So I've, I've heard a lot of shit about this, which is bullshit. Like, fuck you guys, man. Stay in your lane. But also the kids are kind of dumb and just want to record everything. So in an 8 to 1 vote, the Supreme Court ruled that the Mahonoy Area School District violated a student's First Amendment rights by punishing her for a profanity-laced Snapchat rant she made off campus. This is the most significant campus free speech since free speech decision since Tinker versus Des Moines which addressed students wearing armbands in protest of the Vietnam War. So, uh, good for them, man. Fuck fuck those nosy-ass teachers. Like, they don't do profanity-laced shit. (laughs) Uh, Some teachers are cool. Some aren't, though. Some are just douches. What else we got here? Oh, Biden. President Biden. Man, that guy is such a doofus. He's getting worse by the day. How much longer does he possibly have before they off him and install Kamala? Kamala, the only person worse than Joe Biden. Jesus, what a joke. 350 million people in this country. What is it, like 350, 330? And these are the fucking people that that they choose to be the leaders of the free world. These are the most qualified. What a joke. It's fucking, you gotta just laugh at it. It's, it's, It's incredible. Anyways, Biden's uh, here to take our guns. He says uh, Biden's new red flag law encourages states to take guns without due process. And by the way, this is from the activist post. And I I always put links up to all this stuff that I reference. Um, By Matt Agarist, it says, as TFTP reported in April... Biden promised sweeping gun control and rolled out a list of executive orders attacking the Second Amendment rights of Americans. One of those orders was a promise to implement red flag legislation at the federal level within 60 days. And it's been 60 days. Now, just just as an aside, remember um, as soon as this dude got in office is when... Sorry, music started playing there. I'm going to edit that out. But as soon as Obama, I mean, Biden, which it pretty much is Obama, as soon as he got in office, uh, all of a sudden there were shootings again. Remember, we had a little break for a while. There wasn't very many mass shootings. And then, boom, as soon as Joe Biden's elected, motherfuckers start getting shot up again. So is it just a coincidence or is it all part of this long, long uh, thought out agenda to disarm the American public? I think it's that, man. They've they've wanted our guns for a long-ass fucking time. Not that we would ever use them. <coughs> but let's see. The Justice Department, within 60 days, will publish model red flag legislation for states, Biden's executive order stated. Red flag laws allow family members or law enforcement to petition for a court order temporarily barring people in crisis from accessing firearms if they present a danger to themselves or others. The president urges Congress to pass an appropriate national red flag law, as well as legislation incentivizing states to pass red flag laws of their own. 
In the interim, the Justice Department's published model legislation will make it easier for states that want to adopt red flag laws to do so. So, you know, if somebody says you're a crazy person, whatever, they don't like a post you did on social media, they could say, you know, they're going to blame it on the the right. They're going to say this person is a MAGA Trump supporter wacko. Um, so we got to go take his guns. Of course. I'm sure the Antifa is exempt from this, though. However, as TFTP has reported, red flag laws are a slippery slope and do more harm than good. As Reason Magazine points out, the proposed language describes a process that is rigged against respondents from beginning to end, allowing courts to strip people of their Second Amendment rights based on little more than bare allegations by potentially mistaken, biased, or malicious petitioners. For the past three years, Democrats and Republicans alike have joined forces to pass sweeping uh, regulations that could serve as a death blow to the Second Amendment. Red flag laws have been passed in a total of 19 states, and police are showing how willing they are to use them. With Biden's plan, these laws will extend to all 50. Citizens who are targeted by these laws are deemed guilty first, and only after their guns are taken will they have a chance to defend themselves in court. This is de facto removal of due process. As Reuters reports, under the legislation, a family member or law enforcement officer could petition the judge to seize firearms from a person they think is a threat to themselves or others. The judge could then hold a hearing without the targeted person being present and grant a temporary order for 14 days. Under the 5th and 14th Amendments, due process clauses are in place to act as a safeguard from arbitrary denial of life, liberty, or property by the government outside the sanction of law. But in spite of what officials and the media claim, when a person is stripped of their constitutional rights, albeit temporarily, without given the chance to make their own case, based on what they can can be entirely arbitrary accusations, this is the removal of due process, uh, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, that gives you the gist of it. The gist of it. I'll put up the article if you want to read the full thing, because it's pretty long. But like I said, this is uh, this is an old agenda, disarming the American population, which if you take into account all the guns in the U.S., we would be the biggest army in the world by far because we got a regular citizen army and everyone's strapped. Dude. Like, everyone's strapped. And I think I'm going I'm to cut it off there and I'm going to leave you with this uh, this new song by Aesop Rock. I haven't heard it yet, so we'll listen to it together. Um, if you want to support me, you can go to homagethelionkiller.com. Be on the lookout for some new music I'm going to drop soon. Don't got an exact date as of now, but follow me on uh, social media, H0MAGE on Instagram, and uh, homagethelionkiller on Twitter. And we'll stay connected. Thanks a lot for listening. Peace out. Slow burn, crawl around the road, work something from the other 
side clawing at the known world Pump up all your cookies with the Audemars and Carnegie Hill City By the time your eyes adjusted to the darkness Parts uncharted, always find the corners cozy You can send your fastest riders, I return to horses lonely Controller, the locals only note the lucky charms and army jacket When your baddies in the heart of Darby dragons I know, no solicitors, waves away as visitors From ten minutes in front of a tainted energy signature Still bullseye and womp rats from the scenic route Sugar in his coffee like a seance in the TV room The cheek swab came back half amazing Half of what he make end up on his lab apron It's quieter than most, I'm mostly mastering the science of Keeping one's composure while the limbic system's lighting up Some try to combat any kind of eye force Trying to make contact, nah Let it in, let it in Let it in, let it in Some try to stonewall any kind of woo-woo Trying to make a phone call, nah let it in, let it in. 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 Bring around a revenant, let it in. Said he wasn't ready yet, he never left the etch a sketch. Stuck around for more than just a parlor trick or flickering fluorescence. Had a couple still to visit with a million pressing questions like, Where were you the night of? What are you traversing earth in spite of? How are you adjusting to the triumph? I'm asking for a friend who caught a loss and never surfaced. Simply curled up in his cubby, shutting down the central nervous look. Float up in an urgent camera, checker board of blurry squares. Flowers in the lobby shrivel back into the earth and wear. Humans in the lobby holding crosses up. I understand the caution, but some of you just want to see the coffin jump until the coffin jump. Then it's what I call a punk. Didn't even get to where we coughing blood and talking tongues. Not to mention once you hassle the horde, it doesn't matter how much furniture you stack at the door. Yeah. Some try to combat any kind of odd force trying to make contact. Nah. Let it in, let it in. Let it in, let it in. Some try to stonewall any kind of woo-woo trying to make a phone call. Nah. Let it in, let it in. 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 Hand drawn map, crossover, cross back, calling from the flight deck. I collect dog tags. Tall grass, asphalt, a sore flat Sore jazz like an alphabet Sore bass, ready to the basic anatomy Of a death stare, passing through the Old Manhattan ectoplasm everywhere Pack a second teddy bear, I'm headed for the Panic, take a second for some bacon, take His head off when in transit, I don't Coexist, I don't exist Even JC missing with the loaves and fish You feel dementia getting closer like The devil getting over, now his antennas Are roaming for radio, Terra Nova going Sir, I think we've got a signal It's fuzzy, but they're playing one that wasn't from the hymnal I'm a faint scent of sulfur, I'm the source of the ooze I'm security tape of a glowing orb in the room What's up?